ಗಣಪತ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿನಸ್ತಾರ್ಕ್ಷ್ಯೋಷ್ಟೇಮಿ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿನೋಬೃಹಸ್ಪತಿರ್ದಾತುಮಸ್ತೆ ಋತಂ ವಚ್ಮಿ ಸತ್ಯಂ ವಚ್ಮಿ ಅವತ್ವಂ ಮಾಂ ಅವಕ್ತಾರಂ ಅವಶ್ರೋತಾರಂ ಅವಧಾತಾರಂ ಅವಧಾತಾರಂ ಅವಾನೂಚಾನಮವಶಿಷ್ಯಂ ಅವಪಶ್ಚಾತ್ತ ಆತ್ ಅವಪುರಸ್ತ ಆತ್ ಅವೋತ್ತರಾತ್ತ ಆತ್ ಅವದಕ್ಷಿಣಾತ್ತ ಆತ್ ಅವಚೋರ್ಧ್ವಾತ್ತ ಆತ್ ಅವಾಧರಾತ್ತ ಆತ್ ಸರ್ವಜಗದಿದಂತ್ವಿಜ್ಞಾನಮಯೋಸಿಜಗದಿದಂತ್ವೈಲಯಮೇಷ್ಯತಿಜಗದಿದಂತ್ವೈಪ
uh, we say that uh, let us say there is a flood then we can say there is everywhere there is water right? jalamaya <laughs> so there is an abundance of water or predominantly water is there everywhere even though other things are there but mainly water is there everywhere wherever you see water is there jalamaya or in other cases like annamaya body itself is called annamaya that is because your body is nothing but a modification of the food you eat correct you eat the food all the idlis and vada and bread and whatever you eat all the bagels and pizzas whatever it is that only then becomes your body okay so it is a modification of the food you eat so anna vikara so like this in both meanings this maya can be used okay or even sometimes they say even uh, yajna annamaya yajna like that also sometimes they use there again it is not a modification but it is like where there is lot of annadana somebody is doing correct that kind of a yajna where lot of food is distributed can be even called annamaya yajna where predominantly food is being distributed as a form of yajna like this this mayat pratyaya can be used in both ways filled with or modification meaning so here we have to take according to the context okay so vangmaya chinmaya anandamaya so all the things which are there here it's all only ganapati that is the understanding so all the forms of speech vangmaya means we can take it like that speech and its modifications are all you can take it as ganapati only and all conscious activity can be taken off as modification of awareness or sentiency all the sentient beings are and their modifications can be taken as ganapati again chinmaya and all forms of happiness which you experience correct happiness itself there are many degrees are there okay all of them are nothing but your you are the source of all happiness really you are the ananda swarupa but whatever happiness sukha we experience in life it is all nothing but a modification of that ananda which is you really the ananda all the source of happiness is not separate from you so even that in a in the worldly transactions if we take whenever you see something which is desirable correct then you have certain priya is there correct even in taitriya upanishads this anandamaya is talked about as priya moda and pramoda and ananda in general also so this priya means what if you look at something 
which is desirable whatever you experience is called priya it is pleasing to you whatever is desirable you like somebody you look at that person you feel good correct you feel pleased to see somebody whom you really uh, like then moda means you attain whatever you desire on attaining you desired for a great house let us say so initially you are only able to look at the house okay the house is available somewhere but you are not able to purchase it but even looking at it you feel happy that is one one level of happiness but then some day you earn enough to buy that house that is moda so you know you have become you have attained whatever you desired then pramoda means ecstasy you have also now entered your house okay you have done your grah pravesha entered and now you are enjoying yourself from your favorite balcony or bedroom or whatever that is pramoda you are ecstatic of course all these things do not last forever okay that is why they are all modifications of that ananda anandamaya but that anandamaya also is nothing but ganapati only it's a manifestation of ganapati brahmamaya so everything here is nothing but a manifestation of brahman so here that whatever is there here all that which is since it is mayat is there brahmamaya means here brahman means comes from the root brihi vridhav means that which is very very big or even vridhav means growing also like that there is a meaning growth big grown so brahmamaya means that which is expanding also we can take the mean all that is here is expanding universe <laughs> itself is nothing but ganapati but this the reality of this ganapati is what ganapati is really sachidananda and advitiya also although all these modifications we see here they are all really mithya what is satyam is ganapati alone like even in the world of clay there are many names and forms are there in one way you can say they are all modifications of clay correct pot is a modification of clay plate is a modification of clay tumbler is a modification of clay you can make so many things out of clay or gold let us take gold otherwise in the world of gold bangles are a modification of gold correct then chain is a modification of gold earring is a modification of gold like this n number of jewelry are there all of them are modifications of gold but in reality gold is gold correct from the standpoint of gold there is no jewelry or anything if you look at it as gold there is only gold 
it doesn't matter what name and form it is really in. From the standpoint of gold, if you look at it as gold, there is only gold. There is no other second thing is not there really. Everything is really gold. If you touch the jewelry, you are actually touching the gold. If you weigh it, only gold is the, the weight of that is really gold only, correct? So what is there substantive is really gold alone is there. So when we say Advitiya, non-dual, that's what you have to understand. Non-duality means it doesn't mean that you have to destroy duality to arrive at non-duality. It's only a shift in the way you look at it. You don't have to stop the wave to appreciate it as water, correct? Duality is only an appearance. It is mithya. It is dependent reality. See, whatever is only name and form and depends on for its very own existence on something else. It doesn't have an existence of itself. The jewelry doesn't really exist. In fact, what exists is gold. It is only borrowing its existence from gold. So such things are all called mithya. Their reality is dependent on something else. They are only names and forms we say. What, which, what really exists is gold alone. That alone is there without a second. So like this, Ganapati is presented as both the mani as the one who is manifest as whatever you are seeing here in this world and also the reality of this world itself. When you, when you look at the world, when you transcend all the names and forms and look at it, still what you see is Ganapati only because Ganapati is Sachidanandam, Sachidananda Brahman, Adviti Yaha. Like this Ganapati was presented and also Ganapati is Jnanamaya, Vijnanamaya and all that. Pratyaksham Brahma, see all these things we saw. In fact, we saw up to this point, correct? So Ganapati is presented as Brahma, Vishnu, Rudra and all that. So the one, the creator, the sustainer and the one into whom all these names and forms resolve. But specially also, Kvai Pratyeti like that, extra one more line is there. That is because, so that is where Ganapati is presented again as the transcendental reality. So if you look at and analyze all these names and forms, what you really see is, they are only appearances. If you look at their reality, if you analyze what is there is only Ganapati. They will all resolve into Ganapati only. The ultimate reality. So that is somewhat true even in scientific pursuit also. You keep on reducing things. You first talk about pot. Pot is nothing but clay. Clay is nothing but molecules. Molecules is nothing but atoms. Atoms are nothing but subatomic particles. And they are further, they can be either particles or waves and all that. Again, it's, it becomes more complicated at that level. But finally, everything requires an observer. Observer only has to collapse the quantum system like that. Even scientists are talking about. So it actually resolves into the conscious observer. Although the science does not talk 
about the nature of that observer they even have paradoxes around that okay but still you can understand that it is all resolving into a conscious being although in our normal understanding we think that the objective world is different from me who is a subject so there is a subject object division is there and without any analysis this division of subject and object is taken to be real but if you analyze it actually there is no real division there is only one reality which is the basis for both the subject and object in one reality which is a conscious being which is you really only the subject object are appearing so that is what we have to understand so that's why here ganapati is presented as everything so ganapati in whichever model you look at the world okay ganapati is all that's what is presented here beautifully because different darshanas present the world differently if you take taitriya upanishad itself presents this five elemental model ஆகாஷாத்மனாஷாத்மனாஷாத்மனாஷாத்மனாஷாத்மனாஷாத்மனாஷாத்மனாஷாத்மனாஷாத்மனாஷாத்மனாஷாத்மனாஷாத்மன
okay speech and words what are they in fact rigveda itself talks about it satvari vak parimita padani tani vidur brahmanaha ye manishinaha guha trini nihita nekayanti turiyam vacho manushya vadanti like this rigveda is saying brahmanas who are wise manishinaha they know of four types of speech okay okay they talk about these brahmanas who are wise they know about four types of speech and three of them are not really uh, are not manifest okay you cannot hear the sound so they are guha nihitani they are hidden you can say okay and the fourth one is the manifest sound the actual sound which you are hearing so there are four types of speech and words only one type of that is actually what you hear so there are three more are there which are unheard are not heard openly so there there are names also are given for all these things okay para pashyanti madhyama vaikhari so vaikhari is the one actually whatever you are whatever sound comes out of your mouth and others are able to hear that speech is called vaikhari but before you speak anything three things are there what are those three other things speech is possible only from a conscious being okay so at least they deliberately willfully whatever we speak that speech is coming only from a sentient conscious being consciousness has to be there everything is potentially there in this conscious being that is the para the para vak means whatever speech is there potentially in a conscious being and then that potential words and speech which are there has to become an idea in your mind correct pashyanti you have to visualize first it has to be visualized in your mind you have to think about it that is called pashyanti so words can be thought about ideated visualized you don't have to even speak it nobody need to hear it it can just be the speech can go you can go through an entire speech in your mind in your head as we say so all that is pashyanti madhyama means what then you start making effort when you want to really talk to somebody express it you start making effort the effort starts right from your stomach onwards from the nabhi that's where you the air has to be collected from there and it has to be let out in a particular way by making particular effort that's why in sanskritam when you study the grammar also we talk about all this prayatna bahya prayatna antara prayatna and all that so what kind of effort you have to put right from your 
throat onwards correct if you don't put any effort and simply open your mouth and say the only sound you will get is a ah, correct a ah. you don't put any other effort okay the only effort you put is you let the air out from your stomach through your mouth a ah. that's the only sound you can give but then ka if i have to say ka then in at the level of my throat i have to make a slight effort correct i have to bring two parts of my throat together ka then only ka will come then additionally i have to put more effort leave more air out kha 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 like that then if i make it softer that effort ga then even there i put more effort, air i have to give ga like this the way you give the effort okay based on that only all these sounds are coming the sounds become words words have meaning <laughs> so like this the whole thing comes into the picture correct so the manifest sound is called vaikhari which you can hear madhyama means it is still getting manifest through your body and then once it manifests it becomes vaikhari vak like this four types or four levels we talk about of speech and words they are there manifest in different forms correct now what we are saying all these four are nothing but ganapati <laughs> because everything is there only in this conscious being these are all appearances in this conscious being who is nothing but ganapati tum chatvari vak padani then the sankhya people those who have this darshana called sankhya they talk about gunas okay they talk about prakriti and the prakriti is made up of three parts or elements called three gunas here guna does not mean really a quality understand that guna in sanskritam generally means a quality so if you say a red rose red is a quality of the rose rose is the substantive red is the quality that is one meaning but in sankhya darshana when we talk about guna guna is not a quality it is or an adjective it is really a noun here so guna is a technical term really when we talk about three gunas it is used in a technical sense and they are actually rajas sattva and tamas or sattva rajas tamas we say in fact even in bhagavad gita there is a gunatraya vibhaga yoga is there okay bhagavan talks about these three gunas in fact sankhya is there everywhere in bhagavad gita but in a in a vaidika form okay in the way it has to be understood properly bhagavan uses sankhya the how sankhya describes the whole world in terms of prakriti and three gunas bhagavan actually uses the same terminology to explain things so here the three gunas are sattva rajas and tamas 
So sattva means we normally associate it with light, knowledge, all these things. Okay. And rajas means we associate it with activity. And tamas means we associate it with laziness, ignorance, inertia. You can say, okay, in general. And they even give some colors and all for these things. So sattva rajas tamas. So three things are there in the srishti, and if they are all in equilibrium, then there is no srishti. In fact, according to the sankhya, the layam, when the laya, when everything is resolved, these three gunas which make up the prakriti, so which are all parts of the prakriti, prakriti is you can say prakriti means nature. in general we prakriti is translated as nature but prakriti here again is the is the stuff out of which this whole world is made up so it is the cause it is the material cause so the sankhya presents prakriti as the material cause of this entire world of this universe that material cause is made up of these three gunas sattva rajas tamas and when they are in equilibrium then there is no it's all only in potential form it's all unmanifest okay nothing is manifest but then the equilibrium is disturbed okay because the jivas have karma and the, they have to then undergo the results of the karma papa punya so the equilibrium is destroyed and then rajas can become predominant then srishti happens okay like that whenever whichever one is predominant accordingly certain things are happening so the whole srishti has come about now once that equilibrium is is uh, disturbed and even within the srishti different things are all having these three gunas in different proportions okay so that's how this whole world is looked upon as a play of these gunas okay these gunas are present in different proportions in different things and that's how they are all different their their differences is because of the way in which the gunas are manifesting in them or in which proportion the gunas are so in this manner the whole world can be looked upon using this triguna model again we also talked about the five elemental model here we can also look upon the whole world as being made of these three gunas going along with what the sankhya darshana proposes so there is a sattva guna rajo guna tamo guna so everything in this world can be looked upon as predominant in one of these things so the whole world is nothing but the play interplay of these different gunas and even in the five elemental model we bring in this triguna also when we talk about panchikaranam or trivrutkaranam like that in the upanishad trivrutkaranam is there we extrapolate and talk about panchikaranam there what we say the the physical world is called sthula jagat and 
Stula Bhuta. Stula Mahabhuta means the when we talk about the uh, the physical world and space, the physical space itself is actually a mixture of the subtle space and all the other elements also. Okay, but the tamo the tamas part of all these things. So the physical phase, uh, world is looked upon. See, if you take the physical space, physical space is only 50% actual space. Okay. Then one eighth it is Prithivi, one eighth it is Apaha, one eighth it is Agni, one eighth it is Vayu. So like that, the other half is made up of other elements and that makes up and also the tamo, tamas part of all these five elements only form the physical world. Similarly, if you take the physical wind, it is 50% pure wind. Okay, Tanmatra we call it. The element in itself is called Tanmatra in Sanskritam or pure element. Then it is mixed up. Like even ornamental gold it's not pure gold, correct? Pure gold is very difficult to make into ornaments. Although nowadays I think you get even 24 karat gold jewelry, but not much variety will be there. So you have to mix it a little bit with copper. Then only 22 karat only we have. Or in you in Western world you have 14 karat also. Although in India we don't really believe in 14 karat gold that much. But it is available. So you mix it with other elements so that it is easier to, it is malleable, it is easier to make jewelry out of it. Like that. According to our vision of how the creation has happened, even space, the physical space, physical wind, physical acne are all not really 100% that element. They are actually mixture. That's why, that is what is called Panchikaranam really. And also there, again, when you talk about the physical world, it is the tamas aspect of all these five elements. Okay. Then we have prana. Because the prana shakti is there, correct? Life. Prana, they translate it as life force and all that in English. But there is no real word in English for prana. Prana is the one which makes you alive, you can say. So prana means there is activity. Without prana, dead body only is there, correct? Dead body has no activity. It can decay, that's all. So for you to be alive and active, prana, that means it is rajas is the main thing there, correct? All the physical matter is all jada. That is why it is all inert. That's why it is all tamas. Makes sense, correct? And wherever life is there, there rajas is there, activity is there, growth is there. That's all Rajas, Rajas Pradhana. So the entire Samashti Prana, the totality of all the Pranas have come from only again this Rajas aspect of this Panchabhutas. Even their Panchapranas are there. Okay. So they are all again they are talked about as coming from all these different elements. Then mind. Mind is where all knowledge takes place. Correct? Enlightenment, <laughs> light. So, 
that is from the sattva guna pradhana the entire whatever we call as mind is from born out of the sattva element of all this five elements or sattva guna the sattva part of this five elements only becomes your mind so mind also is an elemental according to us understand that even even now scientists are still debating whether there is something called mind or not there there are some scientists who are called monist really so normally the advaitins are called monist but there are some scientists are also there they are also called monist why they are a different kind of monist they are called material monist material monist means what they say only matter is reality there is no other reality everything is matter there is nothing called mind only some chemical reactions are all taking place and uh, that you think something is there mind is there but mind is only an epiphenomenon of matter like this there is one thought is there among scientists also so they don't know whether there is something called mind is there or not only there are there is a big discussion others are also talking about whether there is a mind they say no no mind has to be there separately because the effects of your thought are felt physically if mind is only an epiphenomenon it can it is not possible and all that okay but even there there are different arguments are there but our shastra is very clear mind is there and mind is the part of the subtle body and mind is also an elemental it is made up of the sattva part of all these five elements in the panchikarana so 50% sattva part of uh, space akasha and then other things like that the whole sattva this uh, subtle world also is similarly through panchikarana only it is made the mixing up of the five elements so like this the tamoguna pradhana srishti becomes the physical world rajoguna pradhana becomes the this whatever prana individual prana and the total prana and sattvaguna pradhana that which is predominantly sattva becomes your mind individual minds and total mind also like this three gunas make up this entire srishti this is one view and bhagavan says guna guneshu vartante iti matvana sadyate in bhagavad gita the gunatraya vibhaga yoga again same thing here you can look upon the whole world both the gross world subtle world everything as made up of three gunas and everything this entire worldly activities are all nothing but guna acting upon guna guna guneshu vartante it's all a play of guna but the jnani knows what the guni the one who is perceiving all these gunas the jnani does not take himself as one of these gunas guna guneshu vartante iti matva having known this na sajjate does not get involved in all these things or it does not get caught 
a normal human being is caught in this activities of guna you take the activities of guna as your own activity correct so you take the physical body as yourself you take the prana as yourself you take the mind as i so you have all this vyavahara i am tall i am fat i am dark with reference to physical body i am hungry i am thirsty etc with reference to the prana i am emotional i am stupid i am knowledgeable all this with reference to mind but none of these things are really you they are all only activities of the guna you are the shariri you are the indweller of the body to whom everything becomes evident so the logic used here is very simple vedanta itself is very simple this is the only analysis you have to do all the time whatever i know is not i okay this this thing you keep at it so you know your body means you are not the body real okay because i know that i am the knower i am the subject body is an object of my knowledge whatever is an object of my knowledge it is not i i know i am hungry therefore i am not the prana i know whatever is happening in my mind all the thoughts are appearing and it's becoming evident to me i know my thoughts also therefore i am not the thoughts or the mind or whatever emotions are happening in the mind i am the conscious being to whom all these things are becoming evident so this much you can arrive at okay and then vedanta comes and tells that conscious being is the only real being that is the only thing which exists really everything is an appearance only in that conscious being you are that limitless consciousness so that is the teaching here that is what is again shown here also when we say this gunatraya atitaha means ganapati transcends all these three gunas when we look at when ignorant people look look at the world they only three see three gunas but the jnani sees only this ganapati who is actually who is transcending all these gunas who appears as all these gunas also at the same time so it is like seeing a sculpture of elephant you take it as real elephant with different parts and all that you can discuss about all these things how beautiful the elephant is how majestic it is how long its trunk is how beautiful it is having it is tusk ivory tusk all these things but at the end of the day you find out it is all only wood if you look at it as wood or stone it is only stone correct all other things do not really matter so like that that means the actual reality has transcended the elephant and all the parts of the elephant so the transcending is a purely a shift in the way you look at it it's a way you look at it as different it is now different correct that is the transcendence we are talking about here so the gunatraya atitaha 
Similarly, avastha traya atitaha. So there are avastha traya are the three states we all know. Waker, dreamer, sleeper, waking, dreaming. So there is a waking world also is there along with the waker. Then there is a dream world along with the dreamer. And sleeping also you have slept. World also has resolved there. Okay, both are not, you don't know anything in sleep anyway. But world also must have been in a certain state because when you wake up again, everything is there. Now these three avasthas are for whom you think I, I am awake, I dream, I sleep, correct? But really all these states are nothing but it's all states of mind only. Whether I am awake, I am dreaming or I am sleeping, I am always the conscious being. When the mind is fully awake and it is able to cognize the external world, we call it as waking. Even in waking state, Atma is the same Atma. It is, it is revealing all the things which are happening in your mind. When the mind is half awake and it has projected an entire dream world, also the Atma is the same Atma. It is the conscious being which is actually making everything evident, to which everything is evident. In deep sleep also the Atma is the same Atma. It is the same conscious being, but there is nothing. The mind has resolved. There is nothing. There is no subject-object division. There is no active mind to objectify anything. But still you are there. That's why you can say I slept, correct? I am still there as the same conscious being. And I can get up and say I did not know anything. So the I is the invariable. Understand that. I as a conscious being is the invariable, the states can come and go, along with that the whatever the world, the subject is the waker and the world is the waking world, the object is the waking world. Subject again is the dreamer and there is a dream world which is object. So both the subjects and objects whatever in different states and in deep sleep the subject object division is gone into a potential state result. But in all the states, the invariable is the conscious being. I, the conscious being is the invariable. So I am separate from all these things. Even while they are there. Even while you look at the elephant, in reality only stone is there. Correct. Once you look at it, look at it as stone, there is no elephant. Elephant-ness in the stone. Correct. Or in the wood. If you look at it as wood, there is only wood. The wood does not really even see the elephant. You only see the elephant where there is wood. From the standpoint of wood, wood alone is there always. Like that, I as a conscious being, I am the invariable, I am Satyam. I am there always, unchanging. All these appearances of the waking world, the dream world, Everything is coming and going. It's all only appearance. It's not the reality. So that's why Atitaha. Atitaha means the one who transcends. 
one who appears even though one who supports all these appearances all these appearances are happening only in ganapati ganapati alone is manifest as all these things also if you look at it as one way but if you look at it the other way what so you have to say the stone is manifest as elephant or clay is manifest as pot pot is nothing but clay but if you look at it as clay there is no pot in clay clay is clay in the clayness there is no potness in your understanding of clayness there is no potness but in your understanding of clay pot there has to be clay understand that without the material there is no effect so when you look at the three gunas you have to say all the three gunas are nothing but ganapati but if you look at ganapati the swarupa of ganapati by itself there are no three gunas nothing is there real ganapati is ganapati satchidanandam brahma advitiyam so the atitaha word we have to understand properly similarly dehatraya atitaha avastha traya when we talk about we have to also talk about the three bodies that's what i told you there is a physical body there is a subtle body and a causal body also so the physical body and subtle body are active in the waking then only the subtle body is active in the dream world and both physical and subtle bodies are not active they are all resolved only the causal body is there in deep sleep so all these three dehas are there but you are the dehi the one who has all these bodies okay the indweller in all these bodies is you the dehi and the dehi is eternal dehi nityam avadhyoyam dehe sarvasya bharata like this even bhagavad gita also talks about the dehi in fact this brahma sutra bhashya itself is called sharirakam mimamsa that is because the sharira is there but the indweller of the sharira is the shariri correct so the sharirakam mimamsa ka means for mimamsa means what the analysis into this body and the indweller of the body and arrive at the truth that is why it is called an analysis of this body and the indweller of the body sharirakam mimamsa it is so we have these three dehas physical body the subtle body includes prana and mind then the causal body that is pure ignorance okay that is also there but you as a conscious being you transcend all these three things in fact the problem is because of wrong identification with these three bodies that is the problem and also you are kalatrayatitaha so time also is there past present future time is only maya understand that why because you cannot even define now first you define what is now present then we can talk about past future and all that because about the past also you have to talk 
only now about the future also you have to talk only now so let us try to understand now how do you define now is it 1 minute 1 second 1 microsecond 1 nanosecond what is now we cannot define that in fact you can see that it is just a superimposition on the consciousness itself on the awareness so if you start analyzing time there is no time really you have to only end up with the with the conscious being which is always there invariably so time is just an appearance in fact it is a function of change so space time both if you analyze our problem is what we think we are in space time limited beings i exist in space time that is the ignorant thinking but what is the reality space time is in you that is the reality you are the basis for the entire space time space time is in you that we can understand from dream the entire dream world the space time however big it is it is all in you only like that the same thing in this waking world also don't think in the waking world it is any different you are not in space time space time is in you you cognize the space time as a conscious being and therefore consciousness is the basis for the cognition of space time space time cognition also can come and go consciousness is always there it transcends the space time space time is in conscious consciousness not the other way around okay only bodies are there in space time conscious consciousness you cannot locate within space time because it is limitless so ganapati is transcending this space time also that is our vision space time is created was told long back in the upanishad shankara also writes in the commentary about that but space is created was only scientifically people accepted only 100 years back correct otherwise they thought space is absolute so there is nothing absolute about space time is all created it's all manifesting in you only as a conscious being and the same ganapati if you talk about all this chakras correct so there are seven chakras in the human body and ganapati is the is there in the muladhara muladhara sthito si nityam so ganapati is the one who is there in the muladhara chakra he is the base for everything he is the adhishthana so he is always there in the muladhara chakra and muladhara chakra is presented as having four petals and all that okay this is all for upasana okay ganapati is there in your muladhara chakra so 
So these are all the things you have to understand. See, at one level we are saying Ganapati transcends space-time. Now we are locating Ganapati in the Muladhara Chakra. So the context we have to understand correctly. This locating Ganapati in the Muladhara Chakra and presenting Muladhara as having all these four petals, these are all for you to visualize and do Upasana. Okay. So that is to help you understand the Swarupa of Ganapati only finally. So in the seven chakra model, if you take, Ganapati is there in the Muladhara. He is always present in the Muladhara chakra, which is at the base of your spine. Okay. Then there are other chakras are all there. Up to the Sahasrara, which is at the top of your head, then Agnya Chakra, like that. There are many are there, I don't want to go into that. Then Ganapati is also Shakti Trayat Makaha. So the, all the Shaktis. So we talk about Icha Shakti, Kriya Shakti, Jnana Shakti. So Ganapati is the one who is manifest as all these three Shaktis also. Any, all the power is Ishwara's power only. Sarva Shakti Man, correct? Ganapati is. So all the Shakti is Ganapati Shakti. And all that is manifest in us also is nothing but an Amsha of that only. It's all from Ganapati Shakti, only whatever Shakti we have also is part of that. So our ability to desire is not ordinary. It's a great privilege. Understand that. Even in Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavan says, Dharma Aviridha Kamosmi Bharatarshabha. I am the desire in you, which is not opposed to Dharma. So sometimes those who come for spiritual pursuit, they always have this problem. How do I get rid of all my desires? Desire itself is not a problem. Understand that. Desire is a privilege. It is a power. Only you can desire for iPhone, Chinese food, whatever it is. A cow does not have that power. Cow cannot desire for iPhone or iPad or for Chinese food or anything. Whatever you give, it will eat. <laughs> okay. And it has a certain level of ability only, correct? To desire also and do. But we have the ability to desire a lot of things. So it's a privilege. But the privilege becomes a problem once you become a slave of your own desires. You are not the master, but you become a slave of your own likes and dislikes. So that is what one has to look at. Desire in itself is not a problem. Ambition in itself is not a problem. But if you are ready to do adharma to fulfill your desire, then it is problem. Dharma Viruddha, if it becomes. So, Bhagavan only is manifesting you as desire also. Understand that. So, there is no problem with that. All three Shaktis, the ability to know, the ability to do, the ability to desire, all these things are manifestation of Ganapati in you. And this Ganapati only is also all the yogis are meditating on this Ganapati always. Yogis want to remove all the thoughts. Okay. And then rest. 
Drashtu hu swarupe avasanam, rest in the swarupa of the one who is seeing all these things. That swarupa is nothing but Ganapati. Understand that. Okay. Chitta vritti nirodha. They want to stop all the activities in the mind and just rest. As the in the nature of the knower. They want to stop the knower known divide and just rest or be as the whatever is the basis for this knower and known. Drashtuhu Surupe Avasanam. That also is Ganapati only. It's not separate from Ganapati. So all the yogis are striving to reach a samadhi means. Samadhi means Samyak Adhi Yade Esminiti Samadhi like that Bhashekara says in Bhagavad Gita. Into which everything resolves that Atma is Samadhi really. That is Ganapati. And so yogis are also only trying to reach this Ganapati by doing all the dhyana which they are doing. Okay. And finally Ganapati is all the devatas. Tom Brahma, Tom Vishnu, Rudraha, Indraha, Agnihi. Indra, Agni means all, they are all Upalakshana for all other Devatas also. We talk about 33 crore Devatas. Correct? All this 33 Koti Devata, they are all Ganapati only, they are all manifestation of Ganapati. You are also Suryaha, Pratyaksha, Chandrama also. Surya is the one who keeps everything active. Chandram, Chandram, we think that Chandra also is the Devata for nourishment. Chandra is the one who nourishes all the plants and then plants only we eat and become human beings, then they are active and all that. Like this, everything is Ganapati only that is presented here beautifully. And then to appreciate that is not very easy so, Ganapati Upasana is given. For those who are not able to appreciate this easily, you do Upasana of Ganapati first. And then you will understand. So, that Ganapati Upasana, we will see next week. Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyate Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om